0: This podcast is about to open the sealed section of spirituality. Hey you, yeah you, we see you, you divine human being.
1: And we are calling you to come home.
0: We are ready to talk about the real shit. We're going to get real about life as a divine human being.
1: The good, the not so great, spirituality and taboo. Divinely Human is the podcast that's all about what it means to be human in a spiritual context.
0: We know it's not just about being spiritual, it's about being human too.
1: And that means changing poopy nappies and channeling angels.
0: Sometimes even at the same time. It's time for us to stop making other people's noise our own soundtrack of life.
1: Let's make some waves together so that we can all ride them together and create deep resonance, a sense of home in this crazy world.
0: Pour yourself a coffee
1: or a glass of wine, if that's your potion,
0: and sit down with your new favorite spiritual sisters as
1: we go on a journey together into what it means to be a
0: divine human being
1: on this spiritual journey.
0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Divinely Human Podcast. I am Tadita. And I am Alicia. And we're so grateful to have you back for another episode. I know the last couple of weeks I've gotten the episodes mixed up, so I'm going to learn my lesson. (laughs) <laughs> to not repeat the episode number, because it's confusing the fuck out of me. Um, but here we are, and I'm really happy to be here tonight. We are recording. I turn into a pumpkin after 8pm, so you'll see me yawning a lot. <laughs> we are both on the same wavelength, <laughs> both wearing black, lavender backgrounds. So I'm interested to see like what comes through tonight. <laughs>
1: Yes, me too. Me too. I am really, I've been looking forward to this. We had a little break because you went away. So we are back into it and I'm very excited and I missed you dearly. And I don't think you can ever take another holiday because (laughs) I didn't know what to do with my life.
0: Don't worry. I didn't know either. I was like, what? What do I look forward to in my week if not the Divine Human podcast and chatting with Alicia? And since I got back, I kid you not, we've been messaging each other like 20 times a day.
1: No, I feel like such a pest as well. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, so funny. I love it yeah. truly. Yeah, so do I. So don't ever get sick of it. <laughs> if I do, oh. I just won't reply anyway. So <laughs> you ghost me. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Excuse me. I am really looking forward to diving in tonight into something a little bit lighter than the previous few weeks. We've been heavy. <laughs> it's been a heavy time, and I feel like it's time to do a beautiful, light sort of and a like feeling episode. Um, So, we thought that it would be really nice to maybe speak about um, just navigating, you know, life after a spiritual awakening. Um, And also touching on soul family and I guess like soul tribe in a way. I would, you know, really love to speak about how, you know, to find that because I feel like it's so easy to slip into that feeling of being alone, even when you're in a spiritual community. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, me too. This is something that like, I feel everybody in their spiritual journey goes through that desire to connect with other human beings that are on the same wavelength. And I truly believe it's because a lot of us have come from long lines of being connected in covens and still having that desire to be seen by one another. And so I think it's really beautiful in today's, you know, day and age, we can utilize social media to find other humans that um, are interested in the same things as us and aren't going to like, judge us for what we're doing, but in the same same page, it's really hard to to find people because we're seeing so much dispersed all over the world and it can still make us feel isolated. So I guess I just want to normalize that feeling of having that desire to find your soul tribe and know that truly, truly you're not alone if you still feel like there are more soul family connections to be
1: had. Mm, Yeah, I totally agree with that, and especially the last few years as well um, with everything that's happened um, on a global scale as well. You know, we've kind of been (laughs) locked inside for a few years um, and pair that with a huge uptick in um, people finding spirituality during that time, which I feel like it was divinely like in a really fucked up kind of way like all of that was supposed to happen because so many people turned to spirituality because they were isolated and they found it and what happens when you you're still and you you're just being you turn within Um, so anyway that's another podcast but (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like it is really easy to feel alone in this space and just in general with society these days, like so, so much of it is, you know, online and we don't really get together in in the real world as much as we should. And I am the first person to put my hand up and be guilty of this.
0: (laughs) Same here, sister. You'll catch me like in the corner of my bedroom, 24 hours of a day. (laughs)
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean sometimes I feel like I don't leave this this office which is in my house. <laughs> like just, yes, it is it is like very lonely sometimes. Um and especially I mean I feel, I feel like when I went through my first spiritual awakening I kind of did have a pretty good support system. I'm not going to say that I was surrounded by a whole heap of spiritual people because I wasn't, but, um, the world was definitely a much more social place, like in the real world, (laughs) which was kind of, it was nice. (laughs) Um, but I, I really feel for people that are having to move through navigating, you know, spiritual awakening, Mm -hmm this day and age it's it's a lot <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah it is it totally and I found with when I went through mine that you know I was just so anxious of like coming out of the spiritual closet there was this period of time where like I knew that I was that this was a part of me and I knew that this was big and like, it was a lot of my identity, but I was shoving it in the corner. And I remember being so afraid, like even to the point where I did like sit my fiance down and I was like, look, like this is me. And I know it's like not who you met. Like a couple of years ago, we had like a big discussion and it turned out fine, but it's that anxiety that you have within you, even just to think like, are they going to accept me? Like what's going to happen when I fully embrace this part of myself, what will change? And I think that to make that shift, you fully have to accept it within yourself first and totally just let go of what other people are going to expect of you, because Mm. then truly you can attract those soulful relationships in from a really beautiful place rather than just a place of like I need to be seen so I can be validated
1: like does that make sense yeah it does <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's a lot I um it's really scary getting out there and living your truth what it what it feels like like a very new Version of your truth, especially after a spiritual awakening. I mean, my first spiritual awakening led to me separating from my my son's father, like my first son's father. So it's a lot, and you know that was obviously because I found like with my awakening, I felt very empowered, and I finally saw my self worth. <laughs> um, so yeah, even though. It's really, um, like, you know, it is a positive thing when you go through that. Navigating it can be really rough and it can cause a lot of shifts. Sometimes it actually feels like your whole world is shattering and everything is changing around you. Um, But what that is, I feel like it's just, uh, I don't know, let me know if you agree, but I feel like it's just everything aligning to this new frequency that you have calibrated to.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And like hats off to you for being able to like be on the other side of that now, because that would have been, I can imagine a really like tumultuous, challenging period, even though you did feel really empowered. I can just imagine, like you said, the whole world, like literally day to day shifting. So I think that's incredible. And I think, you know, spiritual awakenings can come in all shapes and forms from like big changing life events to little changes throughout the day and it progressively changing. But I totally agree. Um, Some things um, you're meant to see slip away. And, you know, it reminds me of this astrologer. We'll probably share her links down in in the comments below, Haley, because we've both been pretty amazed with her lately, (laughs) amazed, but anyway, um, she was saying that like, when we're releasing or we're healing, um, deep things in our life, we go through a period of like releasing karma and that can look like shattering. And that's almost what I feel like happens in that beginning stage of a spiritual awakening. You're releasing so much karma, so much subconscious patterning that, prevents you from really stepping into that. And I find that on so many different levels. Right. And Mm. looking back, I'm like, thank fuck I did it. But in the midst of it, it's hard. It's so hard. It's hard to know what's going to be on the other side. And it's hard to know, you know, like who you're going to be on the other side too. Cause that was the big thing for me, my identity shifting. And all I'd ever known was who I
1: was and I was changing. It's like, what am I going to do now, you know? Mm. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) I remember this really distinct moment when I was navigating it the first time and I felt like everything was shattering around me, but at the same time, it was such a polarity of feeling like my whole world was shattering, but then also feeling like I was meeting myself for the first time again in a completely different way and seeing myself in a completely different way and I remember this moment and I will remember this moment forever and I was standing in the shower and uh, my ex had like just moved out so it was just me and my um, oldest at the time And I was standing in the shower, I just put him to sleep, and I was standing there with the water running over my head, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was like, I am so afraid but so excited to think about what's going to happen, like just moving forward from here. And I've never felt such, you know, polarity with emotions before all at once, but just feeling so excited about the person that I was stepping into, but so afraid and full of fear about the fact that, you know, I didn't even know who I was. Yeah. <laughs> and I, will, I will remember that moment forever, you know, until the day that I die, because it felt like that was like the, I don't know, like such a, peg in yeah. in the map like a pin in the map of you know where i kind of went off on this new journey and I'll, I'll never forget it but my point is that it can feel like everything all at once it can feel terrible and it can feel scary and you can feel full of fear um but it doesn't last I feel yeah. like you end up feeling that wave of excitement and uh a lot of like courageous kind of energy as well, I feel floods in as well when you're sort of just like meeting yourself again. Like, oh my God, who am I? Um <laughs> yeah. it can feel everything, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but yeah, no, was, um,
0: I I totally agree. I think it all can live in the same room, right? And I was just having this conversation the other day, like it can all coexist, and I think that's Such a beautiful aspect about being a human is like you can hold that clarity, and and get to choose out of that where you want to take this. And I'm curious, like, do you think that that pin in the map was like always there? Do you know what I mean? Like, do
1: you think that it was fated almost? Yeah. Well, you know. I feel like how do I, I'm trying to explain this in a way that's like clear and precise and I want to get it right, but like, I I really do believe in free will and not so much like everything is fate, mm-hmm. but at the same time, speaking of polarity again, I do feel like fate exists, but what I think it is, is your, higher self stepping in and making those decisions so I feel like what we call like fate or it was meant to be isn't like written but it's just that moment where your higher self takes the wheel and begins to you know drive that you know that journey for you and stand at the helm instead of you in that lower sort of like you know not knowing what to do or like oh my god like you're finally guided. That's what I feel like was happening. So yeah, I feel like I do kind of agree with you there.
0: (laughs) That's so interesting. I love
1: that perspective.
0: See, I hold like a similar but different perspective in terms of, I believe that big life moments like that are contracted. And I believe that, if free will decides to lead us there and, you know, perhaps over time where we are guided to kind of lean towards that direction, um, that's kind of my perception around it. But I do believe that key moments like that are either contracted or written. However, it doesn't yeah. mean that it's going to 100,000% possibly happen. It's just the most likely, event that's going to happen on this timeline. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And what's
1: coming through right now is I just had a thought and (laughs) I feel like that moment, um, that, you know, that pin in the map moment, I feel like, that's probably something that I will explore in another in another life when I come mm. back and visit this past life in something that I'm doing, you know, when I'm exploring past lives in the future mm. and don't have any recollection of this life, I feel like I probably am going to come back to that point and see where I found my courage and my empowerment and my, you know, no, that bravery, just to kind of keep going and like push into the person that you want to be. Mm-hmm. I really do think I'll come back to that moment. <laughs>
0: yeah. it here because my mind is like, oh my god, because like there are so many of those moments like throughout all of our lives. Right. And it's so beautiful to watch them like interweave and just see how not only it has really influenced your life here and now, not only your kids, but then also like future lives. It was really like a soul evolution. Mm -hmm. That's what spiritual awakening is. It's, it's an evolution in your soul's ability to, fully accept itself and step into its truth and it's so beautiful watching that just almost like ripple out through
1: all the many like channels of life i just love it mm. so much yeah it's almost like as you go through an awakening you're just collecting the fragments from you know a past life that you left to there that you were supposed to pick up but you couldn't because And this was coming through today as well. When I was, um, I was recording a meditation, a past life meditation, and we were talking about how, um, how when, you know, during those times in past lives where you have gone through trauma or things that have been just so earth shattering, parts of us do flee because they, they just can't bear to stay. Um, and then, in a way I feel like that's kind of part of the contract, like you said, for that to happen, because then we pick up the pieces in, you know, the lives that carry on from that. We're like, we come back. We're like, okay, we're learning this key lesson now. It's kind of like this beautiful overlapping of lives, how that it's just like, all I can see is like all these lives and they're just so interwoven because we get to travel back and collect the parts and learn the lesson when we're not even in that current you know, incarnation, and it's just so 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 incredibly beautiful to think about. Hey,
0: yeah, it really is. And the deeper I get in my spiritual journey, the more I can see the beauty of it. Like I remember yeah. at the beginning, like I remember even from a kid, like watching um, like shows and movies, like Bewitched and like witches and like things like that. And I always said. They have to stem from truth because imagination is powerful, but it, it connects to some form of truth. And I always was like, where does the truth like begin to formulate? But anyway, and so when I started my <laughs> spiritual journey, don't mind me, just like when I started my spiritual journey, I was like, I heard about all of these things, right? Like, and you hear about it. And sometimes at the beginning of your spiritual journey, if you're a little bit of a skeptic, you question it. And I remember questioning the ability to connect with past lives. You know, I knew that there, there was past lives, but the ability to actually connect with them and receive the memories and the deeper I go into it. I'm like, the more I can almost like feel it and activate it and heal it. And it's so beautiful to watch this like evolution play out. And I think that's why I love the Akashic records so much because it's, such a great way of like connecting to them Mm. um but yeah spiritual awakenings are a lot of fun like when I look back at that time I'm like I never had so much like possibility sparkling in my eyes you know like I love Mm. that beginning journey it is
1: it's like seeing diamonds (laughs) you're just like oh (laughs) And then being stabbed with them at the same time sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Diamonds> are sharp. <laughs> but the funny thing is you kind of get to that point and it passes and it passes. Yeah. And you think, okay, I was okay. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> it was really hard and I got through it and it's just, it really instills that that faith and that that knowing and that trust as well I find that that's like what really establishes that trust in yourself is knowing that you you know moved through it and you've come out the other side and you feel like you've just found your insight found your knowledge found your inner knowing and you can trust yourself finally probably for the first time in your life because we grow up just being you know conditioned to to not trust ourselves and to be led by something externally so yeah it's so beautiful and then we get to meet like-minded people eventually um but I'd love to kind of dive into that a little bit more too about finding you know soul tribe but also just to really I feel like I really want to like reiterate as well (laughs) can we normalize having friends that just are not spiritual at all (laughs) (laughs) because that's that's all partners, all family. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, like my best friend, my best friend. She's so different to me, but we just, at the same time, we just vibe so hard, and we are the best of friends. Um, but I don't sit there and talk to her about spirituality twenty four seven when I'm together. Pretty sure she's never listened to this podcast. Hi, Christy, if you're listening, but no, I guarantee she does not listen to the podcast. She has no interest. She doesn't ask me about anything spiritual. I don't talk to her about anything spiritual, but we're still best friends and that's okay because there's more than just that. (laughs) and I think that a lot of people can get really down on themselves when they move through a spiritual awakening and they're just not resonating with people around them and they're like oh my god I need to go find my people yeah that's really nice and yeah of course I feel like we should all get out there and try and meet like-minded people but some of the people that you you know are friends with they still serve a purpose you know and I still learn so much of her you know um, we don't need to just put everyone in the bin. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs>
0: yes, literally. No, I totally agree. And I found myself in that trap. Um, but I, I think that's because I, I was wanting people around me for the wrong reason. Like I wanted spiritual people around me so that I could be seen because I felt like nobody around me could see me. And then exactly when you said that reminded me of when I was reminded of the fact that hey, still human. Hi, you're still in the human (laughs) experience. You've still got bills to pay, you've still got people to meet, like you can't fucking (laughs) connect with angels all day, love. Like (laughs) come on. And it's exactly right. And you know what? It's so funny because you still need to be social <laughs> to like connect with your soul yeah. family. <laughs> like, like we forget that too. It's like, we just feel like we're just going to Magnetize these people into my life, and then it's just gonna be instant. <laughs> like, no, like they're a real human too, and we we have social relationships with a lot of different people. So having some like friends in your corner that aren't always spiritual helps you relate to the outer world too, because I want to remind you that. You know, you are here on this journey not only to awaken yourself, but also to awaken everybody else around you if they yeah. choose to awaken. And I think it's important that we don't lose touch. And this is coming from a Pisces soul, okay? Delusion <laughs> times a thousand. It's important that we don't lose touch with with other humans. Um, and yeah, you're so right. Like we learn so much from people, and I think it's beautiful to be able to accept other humans just as they are even if they aren't spiritual
1: Mm. I love what you said about that about having still having that purpose to awaken others um because imagine if we were just that's like just putting yourself in the same room as the same people constantly or just like you know not that we are all the same we're very 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 different and can still learn off one another but we do serve a a purpose as well to help raise consciousness and yes we're doing that in the spiritual community but it's also really important to get out there and connect with people because you just never know when someone is is going to spark and they're going to see though you know they're going to have those diamonds in their eyes and they're going to be like oh I get it <laughs> you know it's so important it's um it's like a pilgrimage <laughs> yeah in
0: away. a way like it's also important to know like not to push your spirituality
1: on people who aren't awakened yes. yet <laughs> guys we're not we're not door knocking okay yes. <sighs> just yes. knock on people's door just wondering if if you've ever thought about having a spiritual awakening come, come with me. For <laughs> with me. we're all meeting up in the woods at, at 5 p.m on sunday <laughs> No, okay. <laughs> okay. we're not going to push it on people either. <laughs> yeah, literally. Cause
0: we know what that feels like. It's not fun, but like you fun. Know, just you being you and doing your spiritual practice and fully committing yourself to this journey is enough to actually feed the momentum of evolution of consciousness just yeah. in itself. And like your vibration mm. will bounce off others and you know have this beautiful domino effect to people who have signed up to awaken in this life like you don't have to actually push or do anything and I think that's also a really hard lesson to learn like for Mm. me in my family mostly the downright hardest lesson to learn around not being able to control when other people are awake. And I'm like, I want
1: <laughs> to <shit laughs> the fuck out of you, but I can't. Right. And it's, oh. so dumb. <laughs> I used to, this used to drive me mental, but not just family members, just people I knew in general. And Oh my God, can we now like, I just, Oh, like full on Homer and Bart situation. Like strange. Yeah. I still catch myself out. I mean, I'm an impatient Virgo. I'm like, why don't you get it? <laughs> Why don't you get it? (laughs) You know, um, that's normal too, to feel that like frustration and patience with um with people, (laughs) but we still have so much to learn off them. And maybe it is like that patience. (laughs) I know for me it is. (laughs) Yeah. Same. (laughs) It's so hard. But yeah, um, I feel like the only thing you have to do, have to do is be yourself. and you know those people who are supposed to be inspired or motivated or just enlightened by your energetic field will magnetize towards it, and that will happen, uh, which is so beautiful,
0: yeah, I agree. I'm curious. how did you like call in your soul fan? Soulful connections. Or did you call the man? Did you like actively pursue it? Not really.
1: Really? No. Like <laughs> that. It's gonna come to me. I mean, I feel like I I mean I I I grew up in a small town. And then also like the town next to that where like all the socializing was done was a bit bigger, but it was still a small town. <laughs> so Australian I, mean, <laughs> I I feel like I kind of just like knew people that I, like I was aware of who was spiritual in town <laughs> like a honestly hillbilly. it was that small <laughs> I'm like oh yeah I know she's spiritual <laughs> so but for some reason I never really pushed it like I didn't actively like seek out these people like a stalker but <laughs> they just gravitated towards me. Um, and I kind of just like found, I mean, to be honest with you, a lot of my soul tribe lives in different States and different countries. (laughs) And I mean, it's wild, but they do like, I really haven't, um, especially after moving to Sydney about 18 months ago, almost two years ago now, but I still haven't really connected like in person with a lot of my tribe here because they don't live here. Um, so a lot of that is like here, you know <laughs> virtually, and you know, voice noting every day and that sort of thing, um, which is really cool if you think about it, but also it does make me sad because all I want is just to get together with my soul tribe and just dance under the moon naked with you all because it's just not fair um but yeah what's really interesting though is that i keep meeting people um because we're planning to move back to like uh like a place near our um kind of like near where i grew up like an hour or so anyway <coughs> pardon me i i've met like a few people virtually like in my spiritual space here online in the online space that actually live there and I'm like oh my god why did I not know about you how come we've never met before like when I was living near there before so it's that's a really cool thing to think about like when I move back like actually being able to like meet up with people and do that sort of thing but I'm I'm gonna be real with you since moving to Sydney I have not felt like this physically alone no (laughs) but I feel so supported energetically by my soul tribe who Mm -hmm. unfortunately is not here but it's a weird polarity again (laughs)
0: polarity seems
1: to be the theme here (laughs) that's so beautiful
0: though I love that like those connections are being made um and I think that just goes to say that Like true connection isn't bound by time or space, you know, I love that so much.
1: And how did it work for you? For me,
0: I remember doing a new moon ritual, actually. I think I still have a piece of paper and I was writing down, like I want to meet um, soul connections, like through my, my Instagram, through my business and that's when a couple of months after, that's when I started Akashi Sishood Circle and I met you oh, and like all the other women. So things like that happened. But as I continue to like, I don't know, as I continue to grow on social media and like share more about my journey, I actually have people come back from my past who say, like I've always felt a connection to you. And I'm like saying, but like we weren't on the same wavelength then, but now we don't live anywhere near each other. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: funny how things like that work. Hey, but yeah, I definitely manifested a few connections, but also I don't I'm the same as you. I don't really have anybody in person. I have maybe a handful of friends that um I met through my fiance and like I've taught them about tarot and the Akashic records in person and that feeling of being in person and like talking about spirituality and like, I don't know, just like doing magic together is so, so beautiful and mm. definitely calling in more connections like that. I think for me, I know I'm going to meet a lot of people through my business, through my career. So I'm definitely prioritizing in-person connections over the next, you know, 5 years because I think it's important um but again it's not always possible so you know I'm so grateful for social media and I say this with every single person I connect with like thank god for social media because it's incredible that we're able to have those connections and we're just manifesting a time where we can travel at the blink of an eye and hug in person, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all they want is a podcast studio with you. Oh, I know. <laughs> same. Imagine like turning up to the podcast studio together, like hand in hand, yes. walking through the door. You know, <laughs> with our matching <laughs> with cups. <the> <laughs> it oh,
0: would be magical. I can imagine Isn't
1: manifest that <laughs> so beautifully
0: laid out with your incredible Virgo. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes, it I would can be totally see it.
1: And it is so normal as well, just to I just want to reiterate, and like everyone who may be listening to this as well, please know that it it is so normal to feel like you don't have anyone like physically, you know, in your corner like where you live. That's really normal. And I've had a lot of conversations with people in the community in my like in the spiritual community online. <laughs> about this very thing, you know, where they've sent me messages and they're like, oh, I just feel so alone. Like, is that normal? I'm like, "Well, yeah, to a degree it can be when you're moving through this and we're not going to manage, you know, you can try, but I feel like it's pretty hard this day and age with life and how fast paced it is. And it's, it's really hard to like try and manifest like a whole community of people in the flesh, you know, (laughs) Like, it's really difficult. Um, but I mean, we can try. Yeah. You know, it's just
0: reminded me the weirdest thing and I'm sorry, I'm going to bring this up because it's totally going to change the vibe, but I love it. Um, I've been down an Elon Musk rabbit hole guys. And anyway, my fiance was telling me that apparently they've started cloning dogs. And when you said that, what you could visualize was people cloning, like cloning your community up,
1: but isn't that fucking crazy? Can we clone you and send one to Sydney? <laughs> no, I don't want to be cloned. it's <laughs> freaking me out now. Just the thought of it, you know, yeah. funny man i know it's weird funny funny man <laughs> i'm i'm yet to watch the doco but i i will yeah um, mm. do you think that he's got a spiritual side
0: oh dude all he talks about is wanting to expand the human consciousness oh really like, that's his reason for wanting to go into space he says the earth is a cradle and we've reached our thinking capacity here. And so to reach that next level in human consciousness, we actually need to leave here, which I'm not sure how I feel about. I don't a thousand percent agree because I really like earth and I think we haven't mastered our lessons here. We've treated her pretty badly, but it's just interesting that that's his motivation. It's so weird. I can't, like, I feel like with every other human, I feel like I can perceive I'm a little bit like you. I kind of feel into their intention, feel into their energy. Mm -hmm. I can get what they're about. But with him, it's like nothing. It's a bit
1: clouded, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Because I I kind of started liking him and then I decided that I didn't like him and then I'm like, (laughs) oh, maybe I can like him. (laughs) And then I... (laughs) and now I'm at the point where I'm like I feel like it's not about whether I like him or not I just like to know (laughs) what he's doing (laughs) because he's just such a strange being and I I I feel like there's um is there's a there's a motive there has to be he's I don't know and like who wants to go live on Mars it looks like a barren wasteland (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, it's not for me. I will not be signing up to that.
1: No. Yeah, in, we, we live on this earth with rainforests and oceans and, oh goodness, like trees and grass. Like why would you want to leave here? <laughs> I don't get it either. I don't get it. I really I want to. I, I feel like he wants to mine it. <laughs> <You> <laughs> That's really what I think. Really? Yeah. yeah, I think he wants to mine it. Oh,
0: I have no idea. And I think this is part of it. Like, I think we just can have to be
1: okay with not knowing. (laughs) Uh, I feel like as well. And for those who are listening to this, I just had an idea and please send us a DM on Instagram if you like this idea, but I feel like we should dedicate like you know, 10 minutes of each episode to like speaking about someone in like pop culture or like a yeah. celebrity or something like, but from a spiritual point of view, I feel like that would be really good. So please let us know guys, if you're like about that, because I feel like that would be really interesting.
0: you going to do it even if you say no, but
1: yeah. that <laughs> sounds so good. I love that idea. Yeah. Oh. Cause it's just interesting, you know, and it's stuff that we are exposed to and we hear a lot about what's happening and it's just interesting to sort of decode it from a a spiritual viewpoint and to speak about like the energy in general of what we pick up off people and that sort of thing so
0: (laughs) yes I freaking love that idea I'm so down for that especially because we've been exploring like um astrology and the asteroids and astrology and I know um, I've been looking at a few like celebrity natal charts and seeing where different asteroids place and it's so cool. So yeah, I'd be so down to talk about that. I think it's awesome because you're right, like the way the world is structured is so crazy, but these people are put into our mm, center of attention for a reason I find. And it's always interesting to kind of decode that. So yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, let's add that
1: one to the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh I feel like this was a really good chat. I feel like it was a really light, beautiful chat to have.
0: Me too. Me too. I was like, I don't even know when we started recording. I don't even know how long we've been going for. It feels nice, <laughs>
1: though. I feel like we needed this. <laughs> Me too. Oh, well. I feel like that's a beautiful beautiful segue to say goodnight.
0: Mm.
1: So, thank you everybody for listening in. Um you can find us on Spotify, <laughs> Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube. <laughs> I I fuck this up every time. <laughs> At Divinely Human Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> and if you want to you know, find us in person, then you can try that too. yeah So we can connect in the real world. <laughs> Thanks,
0: <I love> that. <laughs> Manifesting an in person connection. That'd be so yeah. good. It would be.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's
0: do it. Yay. All right, guys. We'll see you next episode. See you next episode. Bye. Mm-hmm.